Hi friends, happy new year. The holidays are behind us and we are rolling in to 2022. Can you believe it? I am still stuck in 2020. (laughs) It's like, I I feel like that year was the longest slash quickest year. I, I don't know. It's this weird dichotomous feeling I have about it. And then 2021 came full force that I I just, I'm like, how is it 2022? But nonetheless, here we are. (laughs) I don't know how you guys experience the holiday season when it comes to food, but the way I chose to experience it this year was in total alignment with my values, like a true empowered eater. My goal was to be present and just enjoy. Um, This serves my family. It's a demonstration of my faith. It helps me balance my health journey because realistically, I practice intentionality with my food and my exercise most of the year. I've got a pretty awesome routine most of the year. I work out early. You guys know this about me. I get up at like an ungodly hour, (laughs) but it's just my jam. I go to the gym early, but I'm able to do this in part because I truly take vacations from my routine. You know, the way I look at it, we take vacations throughout the year where we actually turn off from work. We turn off from routine and the goal is to enjoy. And when we go on these vacations, of course, we still have limits, right? We have to stay with in our budget. It's like we take time off. That's how I view the holiday season, or at least chose to view this past holiday season when it came to my exercise and food routine. I took a vacation from intentionality. I didn't exercise with agenda. I moved the days I wanted to, and I decided not to move on the days I didn't want to. You know, there were many a mornings I wanted to stay in bed because my boys are little and they love to come snuggle in bed with me. And I don't do that often because usually I'm up, but I go to the gym. So this holiday season, I was like, you know what, I'm going to take a few extra days and just enjoy that opportunity for them to come crawl in bed with me and snuggle in the mornings. So yeah, I really took a vacation from my intentionality. It felt awesome. Uh, It all started with Thanksgiving. My family and I went and stayed for five days up in Colorado Springs. It was beautiful. But then when we came back, holiday season was in full effect, like parties, gingerbread houses, hot cocoa with the kids, bruschetta. Oh, I have to tell you guys this. So our family tradition is to make bruschetta every Christmas Eve. And we make this like incredible spread of various bruschettas. So we'll have different flavors of bread. We'll have like just plain French bread. We'll have rosemary bread. We'll have like chocolate chip cranberry bread. We have 10 different types of cheeses. We have different fruits, different veggies, different jams, like a red chili pepper jam and a fig butter. Incredible things to choose from. And then it becomes like an art creating these various bruschettas. So anyways, I'm talking to my family and my two boys, their names are Brew and Ronan. So I'm talking to the boys and saying, I cannot wait for Christmas Eve to make bruschetta. And my little boy Ronan goes, aww. <laughs> I'm like, what? What, dude? He's like, that's no fair. How come Brew gets Sketta? <laughs> oh, it was so precious. So now we're joking. Or now the joke in our house is that we're going to make Brew Sketta and Rose Sketta as well. <laughs> so anyways, it was absolutely wonderful when it comes to food. But I have to tell you, here I am walking into the new year thinking it is time for a freaking salad. <laughs> like give me some greens, some fiber, time to get back into my routine. And I think it's natural for us to feel this and start to set some New Year's resolutions that encourage us to to make healthier changes. And then I think our culture comes in and kind of reinforces this. And there's a lot floating around on social media. Detox week, no carbs January, die hard workouts, let's do 75 hard, let's do like all these extreme changes that I think are rooted in this feeling like we need to pay for what we did over the holiday season. Now being totally honest, I am extreme in thought by nature. Like this is just a part of who I am. I've accepted it. And really I'm trying to help me 
help it work for me, not against me. And when it comes to food and exercise, I think when we're extreme or we have this all or nothing approach, it can actually work against us, especially this time of year. So I have the same thoughts that I think a lot of you probably have where you're coming out of this holiday fog and your initial thought is like, okay, let's throw out all the sweets. I'm not eating anything, you know, quote, bad for me. We're going to do clean eating for the month. Now, the difference between me now and me 10, 15 years ago is I can catch myself having those thoughts now. And I know that introducing or reintroducing healthy behaviors in this extreme fashion just sets me up for failure. So when it comes to New Year's, I totally have New Year's goals. I have New Year's health goals even where I want to better my health, but I know They can't have this extreme angle if I want them to be successful and something that I can carry to the end of the year because we all know both negative and positive health outcomes, girls, they don't happen overnight. So why would we think doing some of these extreme things would give us overnight results that last forever? Because they don't, right? I mean, we have to do the work day in and day out show consistency, and that just can't be done with some of these more extreme diets, more of these extreme approaches that I think a lot of us are seeing pop up on our social media feed this time of year. I know most of you, y'all can, y'all are tough. You can white knuckle yourself through a diet for a time. You can dial up the discipline for a time, but let's be real. Sustainable change and long-term health gains, whatever that is for you, be it weight loss, better body image, exercising regularly, Regularly. Whatever it is, this real change happens one day at a time. We have to celebrate the little wins that amount to big victories over time. We have to decide to show up every day. And whether we do, we meet our goal, you know, 100% or only 25%, it's still good work. And we've got to give ourselves that grace and continue challenging ourselves every single day. So no, you don't need to throw out all the sweets. You can leave some of the leftovers in your pantry And at the same time, begin your health journey today and this month. One of my go-to health desserts over the holidays is toffee. My best friend's mom, she makes it every year. I always show up to her house uninvited and ask her if she's got a bag of toffee for me. And this year she came through. She had a bag of toffee. It's something I don't like sharing with anyone. I know. If you know me, don't ask me for my toffee. And if I give you some, oof then you know you're really on my my bestie list. <laughs> but this toffee in January, I've definitely still got it in my pantry and I'm not throwing it out because I am allowed to eat it all of January. I can have that toffee and still start working on some of my major health goals. Friends, I am not interested in helping you feel better for a week or for just this first month of the year. I am interested in helping you make this year the year you finally break free from making health changes out of obligations and the I should do better syndrome. I want you to be present in the moment. Be in your current body. And while you may feel some discomfort in it, you can feel that discomfort and at the same time, make changes that last a lifetime. This sets the stage for you to not only be your healthiest self, but to get back in touch with that unique nature that makes you so awesome. This is the undercurrent of this podcast. You are awesome. You are a gift to the world and you have these unique sparkles that the world needs. And if your relationship with food is crippling you, girls, there is hope and we have some exciting work to do. I want to let you guys know right off the bat, if you're ready for this change and you're like tempted by the detox diets, but you're going, I've tried that before. I don't think I can do it again, but I know something's got to change. I've got my food foundations e-course ready for you. 
I have poured my heart and over a decade of experience into this course for you ladies. This is my process. This is how I got to where I am today and it's how I have helped hundreds of women make peace with food and their body. It lays the foundation for this relationship with food that can weather all the crazy information that comes at us from all the different avenues from news, social media, friends, family, and it allows you to become an empowered eater. We're gonna tackle your values, get your healthy vision statement on pen and paper, something that you've defined, how you write out health, what you're after, not what other people think you should be. So once we get that really clear, then we're gonna dive into developing interoceptive awareness, which is working with your body, identifying your hunger and satiety cues. Then we'll pack on some nutrition knowledge, because y'all know I'm a nerd. I'm a dietitian, registered dietitian. I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't share my nutrition knowledge with you guys. So we take those three elements and we layer them one on top of the other. This sets the stage for you to become an empowered eater. I wanna help you find your way back to that simple, intuitive way of life when it comes to health. Food Foundations is on my website, jessbrownrd.com. Click on courses. And because it's the new year and I don't want you to be tempted to, to do anything crazy with your diet and I want you to feel this food foundation, enter the code FUELMYAWESOME at checkout. You'll get $50 off your one-time purchase. All right, girls, buckle up. This is going to be an incredible year. I am so excited with, for what this podcast is going to be bringing you, ladies. It's starting today. So we are diving into the missing piece in your health journey. Today we're talking about what happens when faith meets food freedom. Here are four reasons why you need your faith to develop this level of equanimity that will keep you committed to your health goals all year long. Here's to 2022, girls, our best year yet. What's up, food friends? Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Jazz, and if you're new here, I'm so happy you are here. I am a body bully warrior, food freedom guru, nutrition nerd with a capital R-D, get it, for registered dietitian. <laughs> I am here to help you become an empowered eater. I'm dishing out nutrition fun with a side of science as we learn how to let go of guilt and that all or nothing mentality. I am in your corner cheering you on because I know you have this inner awesome and we just need to fuel it right. We need to fuel it with the right food, the right mental thoughts, the right relationships. I'm here to fuel your awesome with the nutrition info that supports you, empowers you, mental strength training, and confidence that radiates regardless of your body shape. You know you hold an inner awesome, and I know you know this because you're here. You downloaded this podcast, you're listening, you're tuning in. So if you're ready to be the healthiest version of yourself, here we go. Food freedom means food is just food, and you can channel that energy you used to use to obsess about food and your body. Now we take that energy and we can channel it towards serving your purpose, your family, your work, your inner awesome. It's so crazy how there's this ripple effect when we allow ourselves to be the healthiest version of ourselves. Our family feels it. Our work feels it. Girls, the world needs it. I'm stoked to be in your corner. Be sure to connect with me on Instagram at JessBrownRD or check out all my resources, JessBrownRD.com. All right, Superwoman, are you ready to channel that inner awesome? We're going to take it up to the next level. Let's dive into today's show. Okay, we are diving into what happens when faith meets food freedom. This idea actually came to me when a client asked me the other day. She was like, Jess, do you notice a difference between people who work on their relationship with body and food who have faith compared to those who don't? And I thought it was a really good question. Because when I look back at my clients over the last 12 years and I reflect on my own personal journey, honestly, I can't help but notice this common trend that people share who have made peace with food and live comfortably in their bodies. These folks have pulled in some element of spirituality. 
For me personally, reuniting with my faith, it flipped a switch in me. If you guys listened to my very first episode, which dropped a year ago, isn't that crazy? (laughs) So a year ago, you guys know I had this experience where I, I did a dance with bulimia, which was really dark time for me, but walking back into my faith was what opened the door for me to make peace with my body. And it gave me really the strength to lay down this foundation for a healthy relationship with food in my body. Now, I want to be clear, like my faith came back in and it flipped a switch in my brain, but I still did have lots of work to do. So it's not like, boom, instantly I was healed. It was boom, I had a different perspective. And this different perspective allowed me to do the work that needed to follow my dance with bulimia. It allowed me to heal. It allowed me to grow in the struggle that I felt with my body. So bringing this element of faith gave me the platform to rebuild my health on. Now, these words, spirituality and faith, I I just want to recognize I I know they're loaded words. In fact, I was working on a project for a clinic I work at here locally, and I started diving into some of the research because I, I wanted to see, can we integrate spirituality into our treatment model for eating disorders? And the reason I wanted to do this was not only because I have observed it to be true, but I know it's highlighted in some of the research studies I've been reading for eating disorder recovery. Now, what's interesting is when I dove into this a little bit deeper and I started to review some of the literature, (laughs) there was this really interesting study that was pulled on eating disorder recovery and integrating spirituality. But what they found was there was a major obstacle in integrating this. And the obstacle was the word spirituality (laughs) itself. The researchers had this really cool model of eating recovery and integrating spirituality. And when they were trying to recruit participants, people didn't want to because they had questions like, what what does spirituality mean? Are you going to try to change what I think about my own spirituality? So what they ended up doing was they changed the word spirituality to life-based principles, and then they were able to recruit folks. So they didn't actually change the program. They just changed the label, and they were able to get enough folks. And the program proved to be more effective than controls when spirituality, or I guess in this case, technically life-based principles, (laughs) were included in treatment. So these words, faith and spirituality, I just want to recognize, I know they're loaded words and I believe they're loaded because we don't have all the answers and everybody defines this word differently based on their own experiences, their own encounters with God. So I'm not here today to tell you what faith and spirituality look like in your life. And I do believe wholeheartedly that your walk is your walk. I personally am a certified Jesus freak. And if you ever want to dive into that with me, I would totally love to jam out with you on that. I mean, he has changed my life and I am who I am because of my faith in Jesus. But what I'm here to do today is discuss how you pulling in your faith, what that looks like to you can transform your relationship with food and your body and it'll set the stage for you to have your healthiest year yet. All right, so we're gonna dive into four observations or what I call four foundational truths that come about when you pull faith into your health journey. Number one, when you pull faith in, you have no choice but to now operate under the assumption that you are beautifully and wonderfully made. You didn't design your body, God did. And your body was intricately designed. Your metabolism was customized and crafted with pieces in mind that are far beyond comprehension. This is contrary to what diet culture teaches us. It's contrary to what some of the messages we may have heard from family or past boyfriends, past relationships. I mean, this is just such a 
beautiful way of viewing our body as opposed to that I'm not enough, I'm not good enough, thin enough, pretty enough, strong enough, big enough curves, like whatever. (laughs) It's contrary to what we have been told about our body. Something is not wrong with your body. Now, some of you might be thinking, but I have like, okay, Jess, like I can get behind this idea that I was beautifully and wonderfully made, but I have messed up my body. I've spent years mistreating my body. This brings me to number two. Integrating faith means you have to integrate grace into your health journey. Faith is built on the notion that we are human and we make mistakes and there is a God that is bigger than us and working for us, working for the good of those who love him. Why wouldn't this also be true for our physical body? Sure, you might have some work to do in the health department. We might need to do some repair depending on what your body has been through. I know when I came off that dance with bulimia, it took me several years to get my body back to a place that was healthy, right? Because I had been abusing it for two years straight, over-exercise, under-nourishing, binging, I mean, not sleeping, partying, all of that, it will take a toll on your body. But pulling in that element of grace gives us the permission to forgive ourselves for that, to move forward, and not to spend time in the past beating ourselves up. We can look forward with hope and know that there is healing that can be done. Number three, it puts weight, appearance, aging, and all the other health idols that we have created into perspective. When you pull faith into your health journey, you can see the bigger picture. Your body is not just an ornament. It's not something to just be looked at, evaluated, measured based on your weight. It is a vessel. It is your values vessel. And beyond that, your body is your catalyst for chasing your purpose, for connecting with this world. Your inner awesome. This is the whole reason I'm obsessed with what I get to do because once we lay down the chains of being attached to having the perfect body, the perfect health, the perfect image, we are free to just be ourselves. And we can put all that energy that we used to channel towards obsessing about our body, we can put it in a productive place that really makes our world a better place. A client I worked with last year who has overcome some incredible eating disorder behaviors and and body bullying mentalities, she was going into this new year and asking like, okay, what kind of goals should I set? Like this year, instead of setting the goal to lose more weight, to work out harder, to restrict more, she wanted to set something bigger and she didn't really know where to start. And so I threw out the idea of creating a vision board and she had never heard of a vision board before. Guys, if you haven't heard of a vision board, Google it right now. It's a super fun project. I personally like it because I'm someone that has such big feelings that sometimes my feelings are hard to capture with words. And so a vision board, what it is, is instead of setting like goals right away, what you do is you take images and you compile them together. You make a collage of images of things you want to bring about in the year. And then from there, you can set goals. I have found it to be a really helpful tool. Yeah, create a vision board. Let me know how it turns out. So anyways, this client of mine has created a vision board and it was just so cool to see what she put on it this year. She had things like paddleboarding with her kids, serving on the PTA board at her kid's school, being a present and patient mom. She wanted to serve her husband more. And all of these things that she put on there, none of them were out of obligation. None of them were out of the I should be. And they were there because she now had space in her brain and the energy to pour into her family, whereas before she didn't. So that's number three. It puts all of those almost idols that we've created around weight and appearance and anti-aging and health, it puts them into perspective so we can pursue them, but we can pursue them at a healthy level. So yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not opposed to anti-aging things. I mean, I definitely put all the creams on my face, but we can do it from an angle that isn't so urgent and doesn't bring about the shame that can come when we 
don't necessarily live up to what our culture says we should. Which brings me to number four, pulling your faith into your health journey. It removes the shame that we carry and that shame that we can find when it comes to food in our body. Guys, I know this is something that is often deep rooted in, in, in us. It can come from family. It can come from traumatic experiences, our culture. I mean, there's so many ways shame can get lumped onto us about our body. Brene Brown, she's the queen of shame research. She has an incredible book called I Thought It Was Just Me, where she talks about developing shame resiliency. And she has an awesome quote in there. She says, the quintessential elicitor of shame is an unwanted identity. I believe that our culture lays on us these unwanted identities and it creates major obstacles for us making sustainable health changes because there's so much shame around feeling like we don't accomplish our goals. And then there are a little bit of mixed messages out there as well. Like Brene talks about how there's messages like be thin, but don't be weight obsessed. Be perfect, but don't make a fuss about how you look. Like just be yourself. There's nothing sexier than self-confidence as long as you're thin, beautiful, blah, 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 blah. (laughs) You can see how these conflicting messages mixed with our history, our experience with our family, our experiences with food can really put us in a position of like a shame trap and pulling our faith in allows us to separate from that. It allows us to separate from an unwanted identity and get back to how we identify ourselves, how God identifies us and who we were really created to be. So I want to invite you on a different journey this year, one that is foundational, life-changing. This is what makes room for that balance of discipline and permission when it comes to food. You girls with me? And if you are thinking, Jess, this all sounds great and I'm ready to pull my faith in, but I still don't know what to eat, <laughs> go, don't worry. I'm just getting started. I want to invite you to lay this food foundation first. You don't need to detox. You need faith in this process. Once you have the faith pulled in, we've laid this food foundation. We can do the work on your breakfast. We can help you add in more protein because we've got that equanimity, that peace, that foundation laid. Girls, if you're ready for this change and you want to create that foundational relationship with food and body, make sure you check out my Food Foundations e-course. You do get my ebook for free in there, Body Beat Body Bullying. Um, but again, remember that discount, Fuel My Awesome, it'll get you $50 off. So we're all going to lay that foundation. And if we haven't, if you haven't done it, you've got the tools to start. If you have already laid that foundation, woohoo, here we go. This month, I am kicking off your year on this podcast right here with your 30-day power plan where we will chat about the best places to start when you are wanting to make this the healthiest year yet. So stay tuned for the next four weeks. We are going to be talking about food changes to prioritize, how to develop a positive body image, and how to stay committed in the gym. What are the best workouts? Like, should we be doing cardio or should we be doing strength training? Like, Where do we even start? All of this fun stuff is coming for you this month and be sure you stay tuned because I have some really exciting announcements coming near the end of the month. My hope for you all this year is that we can maintain perspective on our health journey, that we can pull in faith to our walk with our body so we can develop this level of equanimity that will create space for sustainable change and consistency for the healthiest year yet. Here is to 2022. Cheers, friends, and happy eating.
Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope it strengthened your food journey and empowered you to live boldly in your body. Real quick, sister, before you go, if you liked today's episode, the best way you can thank me is head on over to iTunes, Fuel Her Awesome Podcast, leave a review and subscribe. Then take a screenshot and share it on your social media. Don't forget to tag me at JessBrownRD. And if you're looking for more resources, be sure to check out my website, JessBrownRD.com. I've got info on my e-course, Fuel Her Awesome Food Foundations, my 10-step ebook on how to beat body bullying, and so much more. I cannot wait to chat with you babes again. Until next time, cheers and happy eating.